You are listening to Mom's Back to Business podcast. This podcast is for mothers who are thinking about starting a business, running a business, and offering tools and tips for everything in between. Let's start the show. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mom's Back to Business podcast. This is your host, Kanitha, and this is episode 17. All right, y'all, we're just trucking along here. And today I have a special interview with one of my favorites, Raven Hoquette. Raven Hoquette is a serial entrepreneur. She is a nine to five business coach for people who want to quit their jobs and start their own businesses and become entrepreneurs, and she has been very successful in doing that over the past um, nine years, I believe that is. She's also into real estate, and she's also just launched a group called Paid at Home Moms, which is also helping moms to become entrepreneurs or at least get that other stream of income. So I'm super excited to hear all the valuable content that she has and that she'll share with us on this podcast, guys. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the interview. Okay, and I'm here with Raven Hoquette. Raven, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being on the show. I am so excited to talk to you and hear about all that you went through from becoming a new mom. So how is life for you now? Life is really, really different, um, (laughs) you know, than the last time you and I connected. I feel like, you know, a lot of the things that I'm experiencing now, most people might look at it like, oh, it's normal. You know, you got married, you had a kid. But all those things kind of happened very quickly. Um, My husband proposed to me, and then two days later, we went to the courthouse and eloped. So that was like really quick. And then, (laughs) yep, so we got married. And then in the process um, of relocating, we were actually, we moved from Washington, D.C. to Dallas last year. And so we got to Dallas. And then literally a day after we got to Dallas, we found out that we were expecting so things and we had only been married for three months at the time so things just kind of happened really really fast so for me it was a lot to you know just get used to and a lot of stuff that I had to kind of like figure out you know you're becoming a new mom and you're so far away from family and all of that stuff so even though my life is very blessed and you know it's a lot of great things that are going on it's very different. Um, I thought around this time, you know, my husband and I would be having the conversation about having children. Um, I didn't think that, you know, our son would be getting ready to turn six months next week. So yeah, like God's timing is just like, whoa, like he just be doing whatever he wants to do. So that's where (laughs) I'm at with everything. I'm looking forward to all the questions. That's awesome. So you have been a um, entrepreneur on your own, um, and you you still kept that up even moving to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of give the listeners a little bit of an insight on what it is that you do. How long have you been an entrepreneur, and um, what exactly is it that you do? So I've been an entrepreneur since two thousand nine. Um, I always say I've been an entrepreneur really since I was like a kid, but you know, I was that kid that was like always trying to see how I can braid my little cousin's hair to make some extra money. And how can I like babysit one of my little cousins? Like I kind of always had that mindset of, I want to figure it out on my own. You know, I don't want to have to go to my parents and be asking them 
for money to go to the ice cream truck. Like, I want to know how I can sell the ice cream. Like, I've always <laughs> right. had like that frame of mind. So the the gift and I guess the the mindset of entrepreneurship was really rooted in me from a very young age. But when I officially decided like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur, that was in 2009. I remember that summer, the summer of 2009, I had interned for an advertising agency in New York. And I remember talking to my boss, like, I really think I want to start, you know, my own agency. And at the time, being 21 years old, that seemed like it was such a far-fetched goal. And oh my gosh, this is something that could never happen. But my boss was so encouraging. She was like, you should totally go for it. I think you'll be amazing. I, I think you'll be very successful. And so that definitely was a big, big motivation and inspiration for me. So I went on, I actually had still had one semester of college left when I did that internship. So I went to my last semester of college and I remember getting these business cards made and basically walking around campus and telling everybody, you know, that I had this business. Now, mind y'all, I did not know like the first step to even starting a business, but I got my little business cards and it just felt good to have my name on it. Like just seeing my name on something for the first time, it was just like, oh my goodness, like this is like so amazing. And I just remember it was a feeling that I wanted to feel again. You know, I knew I was hooked. I knew that this wasn't going to be my last business. And so once I got out of school, I ended up starting the business, <clears throat> starting another business with a business partner. And so that went really, really well for a few years. And then we both kind of wanted to pursue, you know, different projects and things like that. But I've been self-employed since 2011. So this is actually getting ready to be nine full years. I'll be going into my 10th year. And it's so surreal because the thing about like being an entrepreneur is you're going to grow. Things are going to change. The things that you do is going to change. The things that you want is going to change. And it's amazing even having this conversation because I'm like, wow, I'm so not where I was, you know, back in 2009. I'm so not where I was back in 2011. I'm not where I was in 2015. I'm not even where I was in 2018. So the way that I've been able to evolve has just been a real blessing. Um, so with my business, my main business, I have like two big focuses. One of my main focuses is obviously helping other people to become self-employed, um, to start their businesses. I'm really proud to say we've helped almost a thousand women do that. So that's been really exciting. But then also now that things have changed for me and I've been a mom, I realized that the booked and busy lifestyle is really not where it's at. You know, I don't want to be on a plane three and four times a week, the way that I was back in 2018 before I was married. Like my priorities have completely changed. And so one of the things that I have been focusing in, focusing on myself in the last two years is changing my business model to make it where the income is more passive and not requiring me to do one-on-one -on -one sessions and not requiring me to be in five different cities a week and, you know, things like that. And so changing my business model, it had me um, getting a lot of moms coming to me and saying, how can you help me with this? How can I, you know, start to make passive income? And the thing about it is that sometimes when people hear passive income, they think like it's MLM and it's nothing wrong with MLM, but 
I don't have any, you know, ventures or businesses that are anything remotely close to MLM. So what I do with that particular area of my business is really to help moms turn their gifts into passive income. So let's say, for example, with you, Kanita, like you have this amazing business doing administrative work for people. Well, let's say you said, well, Raven, I can only take on, you know, up to six clients, for example, I'm at my max, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. Then somewhere that I would be able to help you is helping you create maybe like a digital course for anybody that wants to start a virtual assistant business. You complete that and then I show you how to sell that on its own so that you can pretty much get passive income from there. So that's been something that's been really great and amazing for me because to be able to help people sleep more but make more money is an amazing feeling um and you know i just feel like what i'm doing in that particular area of my business it really helps me to almost like play a role in strengthening people's households because i feel like if you're not working as much you're probably going to be less stressed it's probably going to um do a lot of help and good you know for your marriage to not feel like you're overworked and I know it's going to help you be an even better, even more present um, wife and mom. So yeah, that's kind of my entrepreneurship journey in a nutshell. I mean, I love how you are able to transition from, you know, kind of one model to now it's more focused on the family kind of model. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you think that when you had your child that, um, by the way, who's so, so stinking cute, okay? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I love all babies right now because mine are 13 and 11 and they're just Aww. not babies anymore. Whole <laughs> <laughs> oh, different stage. Um, <laughs> but do you feel like there's anything that you may have sacrificed or given up or um, had to maybe put on hold in order for you to try to transition into something else? Or was it more of like a kind of like an easier transition for you because you already knew ahead of time how you wanted to live your life once you became a mom? Mm -hmm. So it honestly was not an easy transition for me. And it wasn't an easy transition for me because I am one of those people that is kind of like the don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of person. So my last business model, I was doing well. I was making really, really great money. Even though I was doing a lot, a lot of traveling, that was something that I enjoyed. So it wasn't, you know, like I was complaining about it or, you know, anything like that. Um, I was in a very great space, you know, when I had that business model. So once I found out that we were having a baby, it was just like, okay, God, what is going on? What is, you know, that was my immediate reaction. Like, let me go and have this conversation and go and pray because I don't know like what God wants me to do. I mean, I knew it was not going to work for my lifestyle as a wife and a mother to be away from my family five days a week. Like that's just mm -hmm. not how I ever envisioned, um, you know, that type of, or, or being that way as a wife and a mom. So it was hard for me because I had built a brand that had gotten so known for doing like one-on-one -on -one coaching that people would reach out to me for that. Like, even after I said that I was no longer offering that service, people would be like, are you sure? You know, what's like people would still, <laughs> you know, ask me those questions. So it was like really, really challenging because it made it very tempting. Another thing was passive income and digital products. Like 
initially that was the part in my business model that was so weak. You know, I, I would never focus on it. I couldn't understand like how to really do it in a volume type of way and have it where it was a bunch of people, you know, buying all of the different services and, you know, things like that. And so it was, it was very challenging in that respect. Like I had to really figure out what my audience wanted. Like I did everything organically. It was no cheat code. Like I had to figure out what they wanted. I had to figure out um, how to market stuff to that particular audience. I also had to figure out who my new audience was like, cause it wasn't the people that it used to be, you know, the people that come to me and they're like, Raven, I want to become self-employed those are not the same people that are coming to me that are moms and saying, girl, I ain't trying to do this. You know, it's not the same people. And so I had to figure all of those things out. It was quite the transition. And then on top of that, just some of the things in my personal life that I just could not control. Um, I ended up finding out, I want to say it was when I was like maybe five, not even five. I might've been like four months pregnant. Yeah. I was like four months pregnant. So when I was four months pregnant, basically like they were saying that a couple of times I had some high blood pressure readings. And so they wanted to deem my pregnancy as a high risk, you know, pregnancy just to monitor me. And so mm-hmm. everything ended up being like fine with the pregnancy and stuff. But then maybe this was like a two days. Yeah, it was like two days before my son was born. I was like maybe 30, I was like 36 weeks and some change. And so I went in, you know, when you're like that pregnant, you, it feels like you're going to the doctor like every day. Mm -hmm. So I went in, you know, I had my appointment and they were like, you know, let's do an ultrasound. I wasn't even supposed to get an ultrasound that day. And so they did an ultrasound and we basically found out that um, my son had stopped growing. So they were like, oh no, he has to come out right now. This is, you know, no, like this, it's no way that we're going to 40 weeks. Like we got to get him out. So one that was unexpected because my son came an entire, like three weeks earlier, you know, than we were expecting. Um, I ended up when I had him having a C-section, which again was something I was not planning. So my recovery was much different than I anticipated. And, you know, that made everything that I had planned, like, Oh, I'm gonna do this. All that went out the window, like everything, I mean, even my plans that I had when I first, you know, had them, I was hearing like all these things like, oh girl, when you first have the baby, you know, they don't do nothing but sleep and da, 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 da. And so we had everything or so we thought planned out. Like my mother was going to be in town, my mother-in-law, like all of that. But us having him three weeks early for the first few weeks, it was nobody but me and my husband. So here I was, you know, I'm tired because one, my body is recovering from carrying, you know, a child for nine months. And Mm -hmm. then I'm also having like a C-section on top of that. And, you know, it was just so much going on, but that inspired me so much to just really hone in on the moms. Like that's what really showed me that my audience was specifically moms, because I'm like, how many other moms is this happening to? You know, how many other moms are experiencing things that, they have no control over. And if it's one thing that being a mom has taught me, it is that all that foolishness that people say about balance and having a plan, you might as well go on and throw that out of the window because (laughs) babies, honey, they do what they want to do. They sleep when they want to sleep. Like when people make comments like that, like put him on a schedule, like girl, please. Like my son ain't going on nobody's schedule, but he is right now. He's 
get ready to be six months old. Like he ain't with none of that stuff that anybody is talking <laughs> about in no schedule, you know? So just having like that whole unpredictable feel there, um, it forces you to kind of just have things like set up where you can really, really, really be present. Because even though my husband is really, really helpful and, you know, he's one of those dads that he likes being a dad. It's not like, can you please do this? Like he's so down with like the dad life. Um, he's an entrepreneur as well. So I don't want to put too much on him or, you know, require so much of him all the time. And, you know, so you got to be fair as far as that. So I knew like passive income, like this is the only way that it's going to work for me. Like that's it. Do you think that there's ever going to be a time that, um, you might want to get back out there and start traveling more? Are you looking at maybe possibly doing that when he starts kindergarten or maybe when he starts walking? Or is this like, this it? Like, you just like, I, this is what I do. I'm, I'm at home and not looking forward to changing that. So traveling is definitely something I enjoy. I think that's just, it's, it's in me. You know, I enjoy it. And I know that um, you know, the, the businesses that we are in, like, we're going to be traveling. It's just not, I mean, I don't, I just don't think it's any way to get around that. You know, I do a lot of speaking. I really, really, really enjoy doing events as well. So I feel like traveling is something that, you know, kind of is a part of the deal, but I'm going to be doing it again, but it's definitely going to be by a different set of rules. Like if I have to travel, more than two days then whoever is you know flying me out to speak at their event or whatever then you're also going to have to be flying out my husband you know and how like I'm not trying to be away from home for five days you know at a time right. um also I'm I nurse as well so that's another like really big thing you know I just can't see myself being like oh my god mommy has this trip and it's five days like def I definitely don't see myself getting in a space where I'm gone for like four and five days at a time until I'm done having kids and they're all, you know, a little bit older, but then also even with traveling to that extent, it's still going to have to be some rules. Like, listen, if it's more than this amount of days, then that means that, you know, y'all are going to have to fly my husband out too. Like, I just really believe in prioritizing those things. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we see people on Instagram talking about that, like, oh, I'm all about my family and, you know, my husband, da, 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 but your husband and your kids are coming third to your business. And I'm just like, I, I need to be in order because listen, I'm not trying to be sitting around here and I got all this success and everything is feeling great on the internet, but I'm miserable at home because my house is a mess, you know? So prioritizing those things is really, really, really important to me. And it's a big part of my why. It's a big part of the reason why I became an entrepreneur. You know, I always knew even back when I first started my business, I knew like one day I want to be a wife. One day I want to be a mom. Like I knew those things. Now, when you... Were, was building your business and did you keep in mind like when I become a mom you know this is or did you because it sounded like you just kind of let the business grow um organically um you just kind of 
evolved your business kind of around the life that you had at that point in time. But did you ever keep in mind or keep it in the back of your head? Like when I become a mom, this is going to have to change. Or when I become a mom, this is going to have to go. Or was that something that just kind of hit you as soon as you became a mom? No. And that's what's so funny. I remember having this event that I was invited to speak at. This was on November 3rd. So this was literally the day that my husband proposed to me. And I remember I was doing a presentation and the presentation was about like pricing yourself correctly and not being afraid to go up on your rates. And it was so funny because I remember I told people, I said, listen, if y'all think I'm expensive now, I was like, when I have a husband and kids, the price is going up. I literally said that. And so... (laughs) That night I had a flight. It was like, it was a late flight, like a six o'clock flight out of Atlanta back to DC where I was living at the time. And my husband literally was in my apartment, like waiting to propose to me. So I will never forget when I had announced the proposal on Instagram, people who who were at that event and heard me speak, they were like, girl, I guess the price going up. Like it was so funny because (laughs) I had literally like just said that. So, you know, I've always known from the beginning of starting my business, like when those life changes happen for me, everything is going to change. In fact, I had a call about two days ago and um, I was on the phone with this company, a a company that I was thinking about hiring um, for like a new component in my business. And their stipulation, or I guess how they were wanting to work with me, they wanted me to change up my business model a little bit where I was like making more room to do like one-on-one sessions. And they were like, well, would you be willing to change your mo- your model a little bit? They were like, I know that your husband and your son is important, but I'm like, okay, this is the first flag on the play. Like there's no buts when it comes to them, number one. And number two, you're already showing me that you're not somebody that I want to work with because you don't even really value the things that I value. You don't respect the things that I value and the things that, you know, I basically am saying to you are important to me. And I think that's something that we need to really understand as entrepreneurs. And this is whether it's a woman, a man, a dad, a a mom, a wife, a husband, whoever you are, whatever your role is, you need to understand that you created this business to create an opportunity for yourself. There are too many people that are creating and starting businesses that feel more like jobs. You know, it's your job that tells you they're not going to approve your leave or they're not going to do this. This is my business and it's my rules. Like, and my rules are that my husband and my son come before this business. And, you know, I don't want to work with anybody that, you know, doesn't understand that. I mean, I've even heard people say things like, I don't hire people with kids. And I'm like, if that's how you feel, you know, okay, but yeah, I have a kid. Like, is that, I mean, I don't get it. Like, you know, it's, it's that simple. And so I think something that we have to do better at as entrepreneurs is really standing our ground. You know, if I say I don't offer this service anymore, I don't offer it. If I say that I'm not going to fly out for more than two days, unless y'all are flying my husband out too, then we ain't coming. You know, it's just that simple. So I've had to get in a space where I'm just really, really stern about what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah. And I think that as a, just as a parent, as a wife, just, you know, it's not about 
you anymore. So anything that you do business wise and, and sometimes even personal wise, like you have to step back and be like, is this even beneficial for the family? Because if not, there's no point in me doing it. And that's another reason why I wanted to start the podcast as well, too, is because, you know, when I was starting the business and thinking about kind of what I wanted to do, I did, I did talk to a lot of people and they all kind of gave me the same advice. And that was work hard, do what you have to do basically. But I'm like, I got to cook dinner. I can't go to these events. I can't go out and talk to people. And they're like, oh, you know, get out and network. We're having this event and da, da, da. And I'm like, that's great. But um, you're a dad and <laughs> your kids are with someone else. So you have the ability to get up and go do all these different events. And I, I'm doing this on my own right now. So I'm going to sit at home, you know? So mm -hmm. I think it was a different um, kind of approach or lifestyle for me, as opposed to the people that I was talking to, that I just felt like, y'all don't understand. Like, yes, I, I get it. You want to, I want to build this business and I've got to get out there because my business is a service-based business. So I need people and I need to network. But that, the, you know, there are all these events and meeting invites I would get to, I, I have like, you know, my kids had basketball my kids come first. Like, yeah. that's great. I, I'll probably make the next one. I'll see no promises. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but you know, when you see other people thriving, I just, for me, it felt, it wasn't a race to me, you know, it was kind of like, I want to build something around my family because mm -hmm. everything I want to do is for my family. Yeah. And the last thing I, I want to do is not, you know, not be there for them and their life events because I'm putting this business first. So a lot of my days that I, you know, like I, I have to do the time blocking because and that's the only thing that works for me because I always, you know, put them first. They need to eat at such and such a clock. They need to, you know, if they have like a sporting events, like when they were playing basketball, you know, they have to be here for that. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to be like, well, you know, all the time. Cause they know mommy's at the computer. That's, I mean, they, they see it, but I didn't want that to be all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And then neglecting them because I feel like there's so much I have to do in order to build this business. So again, you know, Nipsey hustle, it's a marathon, right? So yeah, <laughs> yes. So what does your day-to-day -day look like when prioritizing your family first? So what's a typical day in Raven shoes? So something that might be like surprising to a lot of people, because you hear this often, like any like self-help books you read or any like articles you read about entrepreneurship, it says all this stuff about how like the most successful entrepreneurs wake up at like five in the morning and they do all these things before eight o'clock and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not me. <laughs> I probably wake up maybe like I mean, it depends on if we talk about if I'm like half woke or like really woke, but if There's we talk about really woke, like I probably wake up at about 10 o'clock. I'm actually a night owl. Um, I get a lot of my best work done at night because I know at night, like my son is not going to be nursing every two hours and, you know, it's really not going to be any kind of distractions. My husband goes to sleep really early. So like that kind of like night window, like that's my time where I could really just focus on everything that I need to focus on. I can schedule out some things, you know, for the next day if they need to go out. So 
Um, that's really what my morning looks like. And then once I get up, of course, you know, my first thing is like my family, like how, you know, do I have everything cooked like for my husband? Um, does my son need to nurse, you know, what's going on? Like, that's kind of how that works as far as like, you know, my first like action item and, you know, what's on my to-do list. And then like towards like mid afternoon, like that's when, my husband gives me a mommy break. So that's when I take my time and I pray if I need to like nap a little bit. Like if, if my son had like a fussy night or something the night before and I didn't get as much sleep, then what I'll do is, you know, I'll take like 45 minutes to an hour, um, you know, and just get some rest. So that's what it looks like for me, like morning to afternoon. And then after that in the evening, I might have a class scheduled. I only teach like one or two classes right now. so. Really, I only spend a couple of hours a week teaching, um, but I never schedule like more than one thing on my calendar, like at least per day. Like I don't like to just have hours and hours and hours of things scheduled. I don't like an overwhelming day. I spend um, a lot of my time working on content, you know, at night during those hours. So that's really like okay. what a day looks like. I Now I'm like preferring the days where I can do things on my own time. It's not like, oh my God, I have this deadline. I have that. Like, I can only take but so much of that. Yeah, because that gets stressful after a while. Um, and that, that's just in general. That's not even because you're being a mom. I mean, that's just, that's just stressful. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I'm also a night owl too. And I feel like this has happened within the last couple of years because, you know, I used to go to bed faithfully at nine o'clock, no problem. <laughs> And so now like I cannot fall asleep before midnight. And I mm -hmm. think that I have just kind of conditioned and routined my body to stay awake, you know, after the kids go to bed, nine o'clock, those are kind of like my work hours. So when you have like communication that you need to do, do you do you communicate that information over to your clients or potential business um vendors and, and clients that I'm going to get to you the next day because you know that you're going to be working late or is it just, I get, you just try to keep up with something or, or how do you communicate your schedule to someone else? Mm -hmm. So I'm one of those people that when it comes to like any deliverables or, you know, anything that somebody is waiting on for me or something like that, I like to have it to them before they're actually asking about it. So Something I've learned, you know, that's so important in business is under promise and over deliver. So I don't tell people like, oh, this will be done by the end of the day if I'm really not sure. Like I'll say, okay, I'll get it done soon. Like I'm very mindful of my vocabulary and how I talk because if I say I'll get it done soon, soon might be two days from now. You know, it might be 20 minutes from now. You know, I, I don't know, but I'm letting you know that I'll get it done soon. So I'm, I'm really mindful of that. Um, because it's not a lot of people that I, I really work so directly with in my business. Like, for example, I don't have any one-on-one -on -one clients, so I don't really have to do a lot of communication as far as like, you know, I'm doing this or I'll have this to you, you know, by then or, you know, whatever. Um, maybe just like the people who do some of the like contracting services for me, like people who edit my podcast and um, people who work on my graphics and, you know, things like that. But I'm I'm always so transparent with them. Like, listen, I don't think I can have this to you until then. I don't like, and I really give myself grace with deadlines because it's, 
different, like it's one thing to say, it's just me by myself. I'm going to knock out five or six, you know, hours of content tomorrow. But realistically, that day may not work, you know, depending on how things go in my household. And so I, I don't promise on things that I know I'm not sure I could do or, you know, I'm, I'm not sure when. Okay, that's actually really good advice. Is, and I, I do hear that a lot in like the corporate America world is mm-hmm. under promise and over deliver. I mean, that really is like the cornerstone of customer service, right? So that and smiling. <laughs> so that that actually, I, I like that a lot. And that that does come up a lot. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I know that you have had... Um, that entrepreneurial spirit in you since you were little and and that's amazing now when your child grows up or gets older are you going to try to teach him the values and the benefits of being an entrepreneur or is it kind of are you the pretty much going to parent like you know whatever it is you want to do like be the best if you want to be an engineer if you want to get a job or um, because i know that especially in this day and age you know i teach my kids y'all can do whatever y'all want to do as long as you, you love doing it, you know? So if you want to go to college, by all means, go to college. If not, then get you a trade and, you know, make sure that there's something that you can do. So I always try to put that underlying, like, you know, make your own money in there and mm-hmm. so you don't have to fully depend on having a job. Um, mm-hmm. So when, when rearing your child up, what's one of the things that you want to instill in him regarding entrepreneurship or just living his life, basically? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's so funny because I get this question a lot now that I'm a mother, like, are you going to make him be an entrepreneur? Like, make him how do you feel? And, you know, I'm always just like, honestly, like, I, I believe that there are some things that really are just in us. And, you know, my husband and I both are entrepreneurs, but we don't come from a family full of entrepreneurs, neither one of us. And so I know with my son, you know, he's home with us. He's seeing me working in my businesses. He's seeing his dad working in his businesses. Like when he gets older and he's traveling with us and, you know, I honestly think it's inevitable, um, you know, that he, he have his own business in some capacity. I just think anything other than that is honestly going to be like blind, you know, to him. Like that's almost like growing up. If you weren't raised by parents that were entrepreneurs, then having a job was kind of like, oh, this is what I do, you know, in most cases. So I think it's just going to be so much exposure to that, um, that he's going to see a lot of the kind of firsthand experiences and benefits that a lot of people don't get to see. But I am totally with like, whatever it is that he wants to do. Like, I'm definitely not that mom that's like, oh my gosh, like, he's looking at this show, showing this person building a house, he's going to own a construction. Like, I don't try to force things. It's like, whatever, you know, you want to do, that's what you want to do. I also think about myself as a child. And I just remember, I think the very first thing that I ever wanted to be was like a doctor. And then I switched it and I was like, oh, I want to be a nurse. And then I switched it and was like, oh, I want to own a hair salon. Like it was just, you know, figuring myself out. And I just know that, you know, my kids, they're probably going to go through a very similar journey where it's like, one day I want to do this, one day I want to do that, you know, and I'm 
all the way supportive of it because, you know, I know that they're going to make the right decisions and, you know, I trust that God is going to guide them properly. So whatever it is that they want to do, even if it seems crazy, if they tell me that they want to sell boxes, I'm going to find the boxes <laughs> and we're going to sell these boxes. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Now, I also do want to talk a little bit about, because I've been at a point to where, you know, building a business has been really hard and it, you know, it, it, it does take a toll on you kind of mentally, right? Because you always have to put on this different face. So even when you were not a mom, what was it like when you were building your business that, you know, was kind of a struggling point for you? And what do you think led to that? And how did you bounce yourself back from that? Um, I think something for me that was like really, really, really a struggle at first was the sales part. I think a lot of people, when they're getting into business, they don't understand that it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you're a salesperson. And for me, I think when I started out, I was so prideful, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to ask for the sale. Like, it was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it was so scary. It felt like it was such a desperate thing and it just didn't feel good. But I realized, you know, if you're not making any sales, you're not making any money. And so just realizing that that's what truly helped me bounce back. That's what truly showed me like, you know, this business, the money is not going to make itself. Like you hear so often in business, build it and they will come. That's not true. You better go and get them and then build it. Like, you know, you ain't no build it and they're they not coming because they don't know about you. So that helped me bounce back. Like it, it just got to be too many days of the phone not ringing and people not calling and nobody reaching out. And I just think so many business owners, they sit in that and they're almost like waiting for something to fall out of the sky. But it's like, sis, it's not coming. You know, nobody's going to knock on your door one day and say, I heard that you had this business. I want to be a client. They don't even know that your business exists. So you have to kind of have that mindset that I got to go out and get it because you do. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's exactly where I struggled is because at first, you know, word of mouth, I think it was kind of like, you know, how you with the, you with the business cards where it was like, you just like see your name on something and you're like, yeah, I have a business. Yeah, this is great. Right. So at first it was kind of like people were coming to me and I was like, oh, this, this is awesome. Um, you know, it was slow and steady, mind you. Um, but then I just didn't grasp that go getter attitude to go out there and like mm -hmm. actually start making sales. Um, until it was like, okay, I've either got to close doors down or I've got to start talking to people, you know? So mm -hmm. I had to kind of break out of my shell and, you know, just kind of get out there and be like, Hey, this is what I do. I know you don't know me because that honestly in real life, I'm really shy <laughs> mm -hmm. and I don't like getting out there talking to people, but you know, I wasn't going to have any extra income whatsoever if I didn't get out there and do that once people stop coming to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would tap back in with people, hey, how you doing? Because um, mostly they would, you know, have like a, a project or so for me to do and that was it. Um, so it wasn't really ongoing. So at that point, that's where it was like, you know what, <sighs> do I want to give the time and energy to do something like this or, you know, do I just want to stop it? And, you know, kind of mm -hmm. stopping it for me is not really that much of an option. I really didn't want to. 
but I did have to kind of change my mindset to be like, girl, you better get out there and go get that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you've exhausted all the easy, low hanging fruit. That was great. But yeah. you know, in order to survive, yes, you, you've got to go make some sales. So I think that was the hardest part for me. And I'm still not the best at it. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, but I have gotten better to working the room now. So like when mm-hmm. I do go to like the networking events, like I do know how to go and sell myself, you know? And mm-hmm. so I've gotten a lot of contacts, a lot of people in my pipeline. Well, not a lot, but you know, some people in my pipeline that I didn't have before because before it was like nobody. And now, you know, I'm happy that I have, you know, maybe six to eight different contacts that I can reach out to. Mm-hmm. So to me, like that's progress. It's slow moving, I know, but it's progress. And you know, I'm proud of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Now, new baby. Okay, yeah. new business model. You got a new husband. You have a husband. <laughs> like, okay, it's a lot, especially in, you know, he's six months, he needs you. You know, um, what do you do to take care of yourself? So for me, like that time to just really sit and just be still, like not do anything. Like, especially like in the last like few weeks, like I've had so much, I feel like honestly in the last maybe like month or so I'm just kind of like really 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 coming from maternity leave so like March and April has really been a lot of like going hard for me and just really you know implementing things and you know all of that good stuff and so um lately I found myself just relaxing you know when it's those late hours and it's just me it's kind of like don't even open up your laptop sis just relax you know just sit here so that's a big thing for me just not overworking myself like that's such a huge part of my self-care um another really big thing I mean the the biggest thing absolutely for me is just like keeping my prayer life strong it's so much going on I would be like insane without God so just really making sure that I'm staying on top of that I'm fasting you know when I need to being mindful of like what I'm taking in like I feel like when I had my business before I was married and had a child it was so much pressure like I have to post on social media I have to send out an eat like now it's like I don't operate like that like if it gets done it gets done if it doesn't get done today it'll get done tomorrow like that's how I operate you know so I just I don't like to really 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 put too much on myself that's good. Now, you also said something earlier too that I wanted to touch on um, about um, you had the people like doing editing the podcast or assisting with the graphics. How much do you outsource and when did you realize it was the time to start outsourcing some, some stuff? Mm-hmm. So something that I've always, always operated off of as an entrepreneur, and I'm so happy that this is something I learned really early in my business but I have to know the things that are my strengths and I have to know the things that are not my strengths. And for me as like the the CEO of the company owner, whatever people want to call it, I need to be focused on creating the content. You know, that's something nobody can do except for me. I need to be focusing on the strategy. Like those are the things that are my strengths. So I don't have time to be trying to learn how to edit a podcast. I don't have time to be trying to learn how to do no Facebook ads. Like I don't have time for that, you know, because the thing about it, a lot of times when entrepreneurs start off, they want to be like this DIY entrepreneur because they're like, 
well, I don't want to pay nobody. But if it's going to take you five or six hours, you know, to really take a class and learn how to do Facebook ads, for example, that's five to six hours that you could have spent on something else, especially if you're going to sit and take a five and six hour class on face to on Facebook ads, but still end up, you know, having to pay somebody. So I had to learn really, really quickly, like, no, these are the things that I'm good at. And this, you know, right here, these are the things that I'm not good at. So I think that, you know, that's the way that you always should be thinking as an entrepreneur. And if you're in the very beginning stages where, you know, you kind of need a team of people, but maybe you feel like you can't necessarily afford it just yet, there are so many ways. Figure out how you can hire a freelancer so that it's not on like a contractual basis where it's like, oh, I work this amount of hours per week, but you can kind of pay them as you go. Like, that's something that I did when I got my very first assistant. Um, I feel like I'm even kind of going through that now because of course, when we moved to a new city and I changed my business model, I didn't have as big of a need for certain people you know, on my team. But now I'm like, okay, I think it's time for me to get an assistant that is actually here in Dallas. And even though I've had many assistants before, that was something that it was a big decision for me. You know, it was a really big, like, okay, am I sure that it's time? Am I just saying this because I just kind of had a day where, you know, I didn't really feel like doing something, but that's why it's so important as an entrepreneur to evaluate your day and really see kind of like where you're spending the most of your time. Because once I started to see like, oh, wait a minute, I'm now that I'm selling a lot of digital products, I'm spending too much of my time responding to people's emails and telling them how to access this course and access that course, you know, that's when I realized like, you know, like this, it's, it's time to, you know, bring on somebody else so they can do this. Mm -hmm. Now, is there like a certain amount of time that, um, like, like, if you notice I'm spending these five or six hours on this and, and you really don't want to because is it because it's taking away from something else or is it just because you're like, well, this isn't really what I want to do, so I'll have somebody else do it? Well, the thing about it that people have to understand in your business, it's always going to be some things that you don't want to do. Like, I don't want to have conversations with accountants, but I have to, you know, it's a lot of things that I don't want to do, but I absolutely have to do them. So, you know, you just want to have the right mindset because, yeah, it's going to be some things you don't want to do, but you're going to end up having to do them. And I think for me, it's more about, I, I just know where my lane is. And, you know, when I'm not focusing on like building content and creating things and stuff like that, it feels like it's something missing because I know that that's my strong area. So if I'm spending a whole week, you know, saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to do, you know, this, I'm going I'm to do this class about how to post on social media or how to create graphics on Canva or, you know, something like that. And that's not really my, my strong suit. I know for a fact, it's going to take me way longer, you know, and I, I don't like that. So <laughs> for me, it's just better to hire somebody and pay them to do it. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. And 
you've given a lot of great advice. So thank you so much. Um, but just a little last piece of advice for um, moms who are aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, what would you have to say to them for getting out there and especially during quarantine, right? Like <laughs> what advice would you have for aspiring entrepreneurs out there? Mm -hmm. I would say whatever your gift is, own it. You know, whatever your gift is, stay excited about it. Like stay focused. You know, you can definitely do it. You know, stay encouraged um, and use this quarantine time, leverage it, you know, research things, figure out a new skill, make the plan, you know, pray a whole lot more so you can get clarity on what it is that you want to do, but get it done. You know, it can't always wait until tomorrow. Mm. I like that. I like that. Well, as we wrap up again, thank you so much. Why don't You're you welcome? Um, I have a guest now. I don't know if oh. he's here. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone, or how about you both tell everyone where you could be found online if someone reach out to you. I will. So y'all can find me on Instagram at Raven Hoquette. My Instagram page pretty much links you to like all the pages that you need access to. You can also visit my personal website, www.raven.co, and that links to like all of my blog posts and things like that. So I do a lot of blogging about like mom stuff and, you know, parenting and marriage stuff and all of that good stuff. So I think a lot of moms are going to find my blog really, really resourceful. Nice. Fantastic. Well, I'll go ahead and let you go now so you can tend to the little one. And again, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. And I really appreciate all of you guys for listening in. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast today and hearing my story where I am trying to inspire moms to get back to business. See you next week. Moms Back to Business podcast is brought to you by the Admin Source Firm, where we help improve and automate your business processes so you can focus on growing your business. If you find yourself working on your administration more than working in your business, go ahead and visit adminsourcefirm.com and see how we can help you streamline your processes so you can get back to generating the revenue.